0: Right Wall fans, and boo to all of you, welcome to the Go Tell It to the Wall podcast Halloween special. That's right, if you subscribe and, and downloaded this or whatever else, and you're listening this week and you're expecting episode 35, it ain't happening this week. You know why? Because this is a Thursday before Halloween, and Thursday is Go Tell It to the Wall podcast night, and instead of doing episode 35, which we have pushed back. One week, we're going to do the Go Tell to Wall Halloween special 2017. This is going to be a new thing. We're trying it out. Who knows? It might suck. It might be terrible. But we're doing it. We're going to do it. We're going to have some fun. For those of you that are watching on the live stream, you'll notice I'm wearing a ridiculous beanie right now. This is my Halloween garb. That's right. That's my Halloween garb. And for those of you that are on the Facebook page, and we'll try to tweet it out as well. I am still can't quite grasp the tweeting of pictures and everything else. Uh, We tweeted a little photo this afternoon of myself in my early days of, that's right, modeling Halloween costumes. So if you haven't checked that out, Head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. It has been shared there. And as you can see from the photo, my shame level is at zero. That's right. Zero shame, zero shame, zero shame. All right, let's kick things off. Uh, For those of you just listening on the podcast, we are going live this evening on Facebook as per usual. Uh, So keep that in mind as you're listening. If you don't know how to access the live videos as well, they're always on Facebook. Uh, and of course they are on YouTube as well uh, And a couple more social plugs Like I said, facebook.com Slash go tell us the wall That is where we do most of our interaction That is where most of the info goes up And all that good stuff So like our page there Follow us there Interact with us there All that good stuff In addition to that we do have the Twitter At tell pod And of course my own personal Twitter Which is at magic muppet And if you follow at magic muppet You'll notice that I got on the train this year With the Halloween theme for the Twitter names, and I actually didn't change my photo, but I changed it from Sean O'Rourke to Sean O'Lantern. That's right. Sean O'Lantern on there. Gonna be up there for a few more days until Halloween at the very least. I'll probably forget to change it. It'll be up there through Christmas. Who knows? We'll see what happens. That's right. Uh, but as I mentioned, this is the Halloween special of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. That's right. We're gonna have some fun tonight. I said it on the live video before we started the actual podcast. I have had one more beer than I usually do, which means we are probably going off the rails. Bridget right now is getting into a sweat knowing that she's going to have to keep me in line on this one because it's going to probably go off the rails pretty quick. And I'm also listening... I'm monitoring all of this uh, through my headphones, but also through a ridiculous uh, Muppets animal beanie, so it's going to be interesting for the entirety of the show. And we're also, we're in a heat wave. It cooled off a little bit here. Uh, We are going Halloween off the rails, Bridget. Bridget knows. (laughs) I actually bounced this idea off Bridget last night, uh, because if if you follow us on Facebook, you know I was... It, it, it's been a bit of a rough week, and uh, and I, I wasn't planning on doing an actual show, but then it hit me, let's just do a Halloween special, and you know the good thing is this is my podcast, uh, so I get to do whatever the hell I want. I do bounce these ideas, usually off my wife and off of Bridget, our on-air producer, and both of them gave the okay, so that means we can do it. They did not give the okay for one extra beer before the podcast started, so uh, they're not, they weren't really aware how quickly we're going to go off the rails, but we're heading that way, Wall fans. We're heading that way. All right, let's get into it. Uh, I do want to... Th- I just want to talk about because I did post something yesterday on the Facebook uh, saying we're going to miss an episode this week and there's potential to miss episodes moving forward. Don't worry if you are a hardcore wall fan. We're not going anywhere. Uh, I, I plan on sticking around. It's just things are getting a little crazy here and it, it, it's been difficult to find the time uh, with, with live events coming up and everything else to actually get into the studio and record. So have no fear. We are sticking around. We're going to, I'm going to do my best to get episode 35 out next week, uh, but we're not going anywhere. It's just been a little crazy. And for those of you that have been longtime fans of the podcast, you know that we're big proponents of mental illness and mental health awareness. Uh, a large part of that is because I, m- I myself suffer from OCD and OAD. And sometimes those can be very, very debilitating. And this was one of those weeks where it was very, very debilitating. And I'm going to get into part of the reason why that happened we're going all Halloween this episode all Halloween wall fans but I do want to get into one current event and the reason we're getting into this on the Halloween special is because this involves me personally literally me personally so we're gonna talk about it a little bit uh, but outside of that and and here's the thing I mentioned I think on the last podcast I talked about triggers when it comes to mental illness Uh, and what I'm about to talk about happens to be a big trigger for me has been a big trigger for really the majority of my life Um, but we're gonna get into that and then it's gonna be all Halloween I have collected, uh, I love it, Chris, one of our, one of our big wall fans, Chris, uh, his song is on there saying he approves of the extra beer, so I'm going to go ahead and take a sip right now. I'm not even going to give you the name of the beer just yet because I want to get into this one thing, and that would be uh, Mr. General Kelly, who happens to be the chief of staff for the Orange Menace right now in Washington, D.C. He came out and had a press conference last week. Uh, I want to say it was Friday. Nobody quote me on that. I want to say it was Friday. Uh, and he was talking about um, Congresswoman S- uh, Sanchez, I believe is her last name. Please forgive me, all of you out there listening. Uh, I believe that's her last name. A- and if you've been following the news and you know what's happening and everything else, you know that there was a lot of back and forth over how the Orange Menace handled a phone call to the widow of a slain soldier Uh relating to to the conflict in niger uh niger niger i'm terrible with the pronunciations on that bridget help me out she's typing to me she's not gonna be able to help me out with the pronunciations uh but the big that military conflict that they had uh and the call you've all seen it in the news it's something that's hard to avoid even if you're not into politics you know that it's been difficult to avoid that and you've probably seen it now the reason i bring that up is because when general kelly decided to have his press conference uh to essentially the object of his press conference was to slander this congresswoman from Florida. Well, he came up with a story uh, about an event that he was at in 2015. Now, this event was the the christening of a new FBI headquarters in South Florida, near Miami. I don't think it's technically in Miami, but near Miami, FBI headquarters. Well, they named this headquarters after two slain agents that were killed in 1986, in, to this date, still the bloodiest gunfight in FBI history, 1986, those two gentlemen were named Benjamin Grogan and Gerald Dove. Why does this why does this kind of stick in my head? Well, it turns out, it doesn't turn out. I've known it my entire life. Uh, Benjamin Grogan was my uncle and my godfather. 1986, I was three and a half years old when he was shot down in the line of duty. Now General Kelly decided to get up at the White House for a press conference and like I said slander the congresswoman his entire goal was to slander the congresswoman and as he did this he stood up there and he told lies and it's all been debunked because everyone everyone got video of the congresswoman speaking at at the inauguration inauguration the opening of this FBI office okay so we've all seen that so we know that he lied about what she said what kills me and what gets me even on a more personal level is if you go back and you watch his press conference, he talks about being at that event in 2015 and how he saw the sons of the two slain agents sitting there who were four or five years old at the time of the gunfight. At the time, those agents were killed. Well, here's the ridiculous thing about that. And I know this for a fact. Benjamin Grogan didn't have any sons, any children whatsoever. Jerry Dove. Not one child whatsoever, wasn't even married, was a confirmed bachelor. He enjoyed being a bachelor. I know this for a fact. Why? Because Ben was my uncle and godfather. In fact, to the point where I was reminded this past week that when this happened, when my uncle and godfather was killed in 1986, the news came out and immediately presented me as his son because I was his godson. That's right. Incorrect news reporting that I was his son. Now, there's plenty of other news reports that put me out there as his nephew and his godson because I actually walked in the funeral procession to the church and then out of the church with his widow, my aunt, Sandra Grogan. I was also reminded by my mother this week as we were talking about this because, like I said, trigger, this comes up. So I start doing more research. and I'm Why is this guy bringing our names into the mud? Essentially, pulling my name into the mud because if anybody would have been considered Ben's son or accidentally identified as Ben's son, it was absolutely three-and-a-half-year-old Sean. Absolutely, without, the, without question. And why is this wrong? Because as I said, as I said, General Kelly told a blatant lie. He tried to drum up sympathy by telling a blatant lie that the children of these slain officers were at this event in 2015. Well, none of Jerry's family were there. We know that for a fact. Some of Ben's family was there. I'm not sure who was there, but uh, none of his sons were there because he didn't have any sons. And the closest thing to his son, myself, wasn't there. So, General Kelly, please do your best to not, uh, don't even do your best. Just don't do it. Don't drag fake kids through the mud to drum up sympathy. You're telling blatant lies from the freaking White House where you're lying to the American people, blatantly lying. Oh, and yes, on top of that, you have brought something up from 30-plus years ago that happens to be a trigger for me personally and for many others around me. And now we've had to see that drug out into the public eye over the past week or so. So, General Kelly, do better. Do better. Don't lie. There's no excuse for lying, and I won't accept it. Benjamin Grogan was a fantastic human being. He was a fantastic agent for the FBI, and he shouldn't have his name drug through the mud just because you want to get some publicity, because you want to drum up sympathy. That's not acceptable, General Kelly. That's not acceptable. And I'm telling you right now, as the closest thing that Ben had to a son, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. And I won't accept it. I won't accept it. Just simply won't accept it. And I apologize to all of you all of you out there watching this right now as I am saying this while wearing a Muppets animal beanie. For the Halloween episode of Go Tell It's The Wall Podcast. So now that that's out of the way, I'm sure as this gets drugged through the mud a little more, I'll talk about it a little more. You may have seen, if you follow me, my, my own personal account on Facebook. I actually posted some newspaper articles where I was identified as Ben's godson and nephew. Um, and again, as I was reminded uh, by, by multiple members of my family, uh, that they had incorrectly identified me as his son. Um, and another interesting fact on top of that, that my mother reminded me of this week when we left the funeral... They somehow got actual pictures of of myself and my aunt. Um, But when we left the funeral, they actually sent us out the back door, and we all had body doubles going out the front door. Uh, And that's how much they were trying to keep the media out of things at that time, simply because, you know, people died, and it's not really a media event. All right, now that that's over, we're done with that. Let's get into some Halloween stuff. Thank you all for joining us on the Facebook Live uh, feed. Really appreciate it. Uh, We are recording the... Halloween special for Go Tells the Wall podcast. Um, And basically, as I said, we're just going to go through some stories. We're going to go through some stories. I'm going to get into one thing. Let's go ahead and just let's let's announce the beer because there's a funny story behind the beer. Uh, So this week for the Halloween special, we have Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop IPA. That's right. Celebration Fresh Hop IPA from Sierra Nevada, which is a California brewery. It's actually a tasty beer. I'm enjoying it. It's a nice little IPA. The ridiculous thing about it is I went to pick this up on Tuesday. I went to pick this up on Tuesday of this week. So today that we're recording is October 26th. Tuesday would have been October 24th. And I specifically said, and I even sent this to Bridget as she was texting me to remind me to post the beer for this week. I said, oh, I got to go pick it up. I'm going to get something Oktoberfest or Halloween themed. I go to the store. And I'm looking for Oktoberfest or Halloween-themed stuff. Nothing. Nothing Oktoberfest or Halloween-themed. What I did find is this Celebration Fresh Hoppy IPA, which is a holiday beer, a Christmas beer. And that was basically the best thing I could get because we're celebrating. And I bring this up because I know it's the old joke. You know, Christmas, and starting early. And, you know, they've got Christmas stuff up in September and all this other stuff and I get it it's the old joke but it really is getting ridiculous it's getting absolutely out of hand everyone talks about the war on christmas i want to talk about the war on halloween because the thing is and this is this is twofold because i actually went to target last week so this would have been around october 18th 19th with my daughter with zofia and i went there to get a, a a pumpkin carving kit you know most of you out there have seen pumpkin carving kits want to carve some pumpkins with my daughter this year she can't carve them she's not even a year old but I want to get a pumpkin carving kit. So I go in there, and I'm searching frantically. I'm looking through the Halloween section. I'd actually been to the Halloween section a couple weeks prior. My wife and I bought a couple little Halloween decorations for the house. So I go in the Halloween section. I'm looking. N- like, a couple little pumpkin carving kits. Not much. As I'm walking through the Halloween section, which this entire Halloween section was... Uh, uh, the entire Halloween section was uh, it was all Halloween stuff when I was there two weeks prior. But... When I was there last week, they had already changed like half of the Halloween section over to uh, over to Christmas stuff. And that's what I mean when I talk about the, the war on Halloween. So apparently you need to buy all of your Halloween stuff in September now. I got you, Bridget. Uh, in September now. Because you can't even get it like mid-October. Which is crazy. I mean, now, come on. I joke about the war on Halloween. There's no war on Halloween. Uh, but just be just be, uh, just be, be aware that you need to get your Halloween stuff in September. Hey, Enrique, I know. I, uh, did I start way early tonight? I was actually behind. If you saw the teaser video, uh, I'm looking at the feedback here on the Facebook Live uh, as well. So just keep that in mind. And it was the same thing that happened when I went to the grocery store. I was like, Halloween is it's not even Halloween yet. Can I get some Oktoberfest? Like something Halloween, just anything, you know? Stone has an awesome Halloween beer. Now, I know that's a little more difficult to find, but they got an awesome Halloween beer out right now. Couldn't find anything. So, war on Halloween. That's true. Bridge is bringing up a good point. And F you to Thanksgiving. Where's Thanksgiving? I like me some Thanksgiving. I love November. My birthday's in November. My daughter's birthday's in November. You know? Come on now. Thanksgiving. Let's not forget about Thanksgiving. I actually brought this up with my wife a couple weeks ago um, in our kitchen. Our kitchen's kind of central of the house, and we have a stove there where we hang our dish towels and stuff. And I was like, what we should do is have funky towels for, like, each little season. So we have Halloween towels, Thanksgiving towels, Christmas towels, like, Easter, whatever else. Um, And it's true. Like, we can't even enjoy the fall. It's hard to enjoy the fall in in Southern California right now. It was literally, like, 104 degrees uh, in L.A. this week. 104 degrees, not at, not necessarily at my house, uh, but in the hotter parts of LA, it was like 104 degrees uh, on Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, around there, serious heat wave, but that's what we get in October, that's what we get, fire weather, October, you know, in fact, the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, set the 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 all-time record uh, for the hottest World Series game ever uh, on two, Tuesday, Tuesday, everyone forgive me, I've had one extra beer, Uh, Tuesday when they had Game 1 of the World Series, uh, they actually set a record. So for all time, uh, and keep in mind for those of you that aren't sports fans, the World Series has been around since literally the 1800s. Now, the late 1800s, but we're talking 100-plus years of World Series, and that was the hottest one in Los Angeles, California, on Tuesday of this past week. So, yeah, crazy, interesting. So now that we've tangented that, Um, let's get into, let's get into some fun stuff. All right. So I collected some stories from everyone, but we're going to get into some of my stories to kick it off. Uh, I post a little photo in the group. I mentioned it top of the podcast. If you haven't had a chance to see it, it is worth liking the page simply just to see that. Or if you can somehow find me on Facebook and friend me just to see that, I can promise you, you, it's proof that my shame level is at absolute zero. Um, and this picture is interesting. Because it was actually pulled from costume packaging. It's the actual insert for the costume. It's cardboard. I've actually got it sitting over to my right here uh, right now. Uh, It's the actual packaging from a costume for Pinocchio in 1988. 1988 Pinocchio costume. And the person that modeled that costume for the packaging happened to be, that's right, the one and only Sean (laughs) O'Rourke. I'll be honest, my last name wasn't O'Rourke at that time. That's a story for another podcast. But that's what I did as a kid. Uh, My mother worked for a company called National Theme Productions based out of San Diego. Uh, and did they worked on nationwide stuff? And if if you're my age or older, or even slightly younger, you remember the the glory days of Halloween when you went to, you went to like a mall or or department store and they had it was serious Halloween costumes. It wasn't this like 99 cent store Halloween costumes, a spirit uh, superstore Halloween costumes where you went in and things gonna rip, basically rip right off your body. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. These were the high quality Halloween costumes, and that's what I did as a kid. I mean, that wasn't my entire, uh, no, I definitely can't still fit into it, Bridget. Actually, no, I probably, I, yeah, I can't, I'm not fitting into it anymore. There was a time when I was very thin and maybe I could have pulled it off and some stuff might've been hanging out in certain areas, but, uh, some stuff nobody wants to see, um. Uh, but, no, I don't think I can fit into it anymore. Uh, but that's what I did. That wasn't my only thing. I was going to school as a kid, um, you know, doing typical kid stuff. But uh, some there was times where I was called in to, to model some Halloween costumes. Same thing with my sister, uh, who's five years younger than me. And we actually have some epic pictures of her and I modeling together. Uh, there's actually an epic one. Maybe I'll post it. I think my sister posted it years ago uh, where she we're dressed as pirates, and she's literally holding a fake knife, to, like, at my neck. Yeah, yeah. Sibling love. Sibling love, wall fans. Um, so those are some of my, th- that's kind of the start of my best memories with Halloween was, was being around these Halloween costumes all, all the time, just all the time. And the funny thing is it actually made me kind of jaded as an adult. You know, I got every everyone, you know, gets to adulthood and they get to their teen, their late teens and their early twenties and they're doing the, I'm drinking and you know, we're having, it's Halloween and I just kind of was over it. Um, but my jadedness did we just create another word? My jadedness kind of went away uh, over the past couple years, and I've I've learned to to really enjoy Halloween again, and and kind of enjoy the the childhood. It's kind of like going back to your childhood, I think I would say. Now, some people treat it as I'm going to get drunk and I'm going to dress up. You know, uh, forgive me for lack of a better word, but dress up slutty and you know, and this I'm going to be sexy, sexy Pikachu and everything else. Speaking of sexy Pikachu, we're going to talk a little bit about that shortly. Um... No, that's not why. My mother is on the is on the Facebook feed now. My mother, who owned the company. No, I was jaded because I was around all these Halloween costumes all the time. To the point where the CEO of National Theme Productions actually used to give us gifts. And we're, I'm not talking like big, you know, when we're not getting like video games and whatever. I'm the 80s, like Nintendos or whatever. No, no, these little gifts. And they would come from The Great Pumpkin. So that Charlie Brown special, The Great Pumpkin, was all, always really struck me because I was like... Yeah, we get gifts from The Great Pumpkin. Like, no, no, Linus is right. We get gifts from The Great Pumpkin. And we did. We got gifts from The Great which was actually uh, my mother's boss, the CEO of the company, who was giving us gifts signed from The Great Pumpkin. Um, and another good story regarding National Theme Productions was the year that I actually got to go as, as, as Flash, as as. Flash from DC Comics and this was the one and only Flash costume uh, that was around at that time. The TV show this was probably 1990 1991. Uh, The TV show had just come out. It didn't last very long but Flash was very popular at the time and my mother, they were working on a prototype for the Flash costume. My mother actually brought me into uh, the Ridiculous Warehouse where they created all the costumes and they used me for the fitting of the Flash costume and then I got to wear that costume that year Uh, and I remember walking around as a a kid and everyone was like oh my gosh the Flash, the Flash because no one else had a flash costume like they didn't i mean maybe i'm sure some kid out there you know their mom might have been able but no no no. i literally had this professionally done flash costume maybe we'll share that photo on the uh on the facebook page as well flash is the best chris i have a soft spot for the flash simply because of that uh as well so pinocchio and the flash all kinds of other costumes too that's just what i did as as a kid you know part of what i did not everything part of what i did you know, I was on all these packaging. And it was funny because even up until like the, the late 90s, early 2000s, they reused for all the Spirit Superstore, um, the, the the things you see, the, essentially the companies that, that put my mother's company out of business. Uh, they were reusing a lot of those photos. You could actually find me in Spirit Stores like up until the early 2000s, me as a kid. Uh, but you could find me on packaging at the Spirit stores. It was kind of ridiculous. All right. So we're going to get into some listener stories here. Listener stories. Uh, Listener stories we're getting into right now And I have some From our listeners, from our on-air producer, Bridget um, And of course from our number one fan, Darshan We had to have one of those Uh, And so let's kick it off Alright, so From fan of the podcast, Kevin I have mentioned Kevin many times He actually happens to be a close friend of mine I had reached out to him for a good Halloween story And I really enjoyed his So When he was in high school, he was involved in a church youth group in South Pasadena. If you're not familiar with Southern California, South Pasadena is is just northeast of of downtown. It's a little northeast of downtown Los Angeles. He was working with a church youth group in South Pasadena that would build a haunted house every year. They would spend weeks setting up. Uh, It was borderline professional. One year, Kevin got to play a doctor giving an alien autopsy. (laughs) So what he did was he went to the Hong Kong supermarket, which is, it's a chain here. Uh, It's an Asian supermarket. They have some around Southern California. Uh, And he bought pig guts for realism. So he had actual pig guts in his haunted house as he was doing alien autopsies. Uh, and then another year he painted a hallway, uh, with psychedelic colors and he was a clown who chased people with a leaf blower. I always loved the leaf blower. I remember that, yeah you know, in my younger days, it's been a while since I've been to a haunted house, but th- like those guys chasing you with chainsaws, they're usually just like chasing you with a leaf blower and it sounds like a chainsaw, you know, it's like, and it's loud and you're like, Oh my God. And you're running away. It's yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it, Kevin. Brilliant. Um, and i wish uh, i wish i could be doing haunted houses like right now that'd be fun you know and the thing is for me personally i'm not a big fan of like the super scary halloween i like the more fun you know a little bit of scariness but I, li- I like the more fun you know jovial halloween stuff i respect the scary stuff but i've never been a huge horror fan um going to tell you a haunted house with pig guts i mean that's next level good on you kevin um let's see here ah, all right let's get into another story bridget We've got Bridget's story here. Now, this is not the best story, but I'm going to talk about this story because I have an 11-month-old at home. And I just said I like kind of the more fun, you know, jovial, not super scary, super horror Halloween stuff. And here's something that happened to Bridget, um, and we can kind of laugh at it now a little bit, uh, but imagine being a kid and th- and this happening to you, and, and I, I encourage all of you to keep that in mind, you know, if you're doing haunted houses, you're doing scary stuff for Halloween, don't scar kids, you know, just don't do it, um, you know, or if you have kids, or if you have kids that are a little older, that could be, you know, keep in mind, don't ruin holidays uh, for kids, um, and so from Bridget, her fear of clowns was was born on Halloween, literally born on Halloween, she was seven or eight, been trick-or-treat that year uh, due to weather or illness or, some, or whatever it might have been. Uh, and she was passing out candy from her house. And her hooligan, this is directly from Bridget, her hooligan neighbor came dressed as a clown, grabbed me, and carried me a few houses down the street, dropped me in the dirt, and ran away laughing. That's straight from Bridget. Uh, so, as I said to Bridget when she sent this to me, that's an understandable reason to have a fear of clowns. If that happened to me, I would have an absolute fear of clowns. I just absolutely would. I get it. Um, But I I tell this story because I want you to keep that in mind. You know, don't ruin it. Doing scary stuff in haunted houses, it's all fun. You know, but just keep in mind that some kids maybe aren't into that. Now, grabbing a kid and, and dropping them two houses down, like that's on another level of bad, you know. You'd probably have the police called on you these days. The 80s was a different time. It's, you know, uh, but just keep that in mind. Really just keep that in mind. I've got a few more stories to tell. Uh, that's a good point. Bridge is saying childhoods, childhood trauma gives you character. It does. It does give you character. Well, it gives you funny stories. I mean, we can laugh about it. Bridget and I were laughing at it, laughing about it as we were talking about it last night, you know. Um so, yes, it builds character, but just keep that in mind. You, don't give someone an unhealthy fear of clowns, especially this year, <laughs> like all the It running around and stuff, you know, the It clowns, Pennywise clowns running around and stuff. Just just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Not all kids want want to be, like, scared to the point where they're pooping their pants. All right, we got some more stories, but I want to get into some of this stuff because I was doing a little research. And here's what I got, and this is interesting because I want to tell you a little bit about my story as well, Um, and that would be, so first of all, the most popular candy, there's actually an article that came out from Business Insider, this is how serious Halloween gets Business Insider, and the most popular Halloween candy in every state. So we have, they've compiled all of their, Kevin, I told your Halloween story, Kevin just joined the live feed. You have to catch up on your Halloween story. Um, so this is the. Be- I, I guess this would be. I'm sure they did a poll in each state, you know, and what's the most popular candy. But I just want. I want to look at some of the the interesting ones. Now, one of them is Reese's peanut butter cups in Alaska. Like I'm all about the- that's probably my favorite candy. And apparently in Alaska they like their peanut butter. All good. Um, but the one. There's a couple that are ridiculous here, and that would be California. So they did this poll, or whatever, Business Insider. The most popular candy in California is Almond Joy. Almond Joy. Now, nothing against Almond Joy. If you all like almond out there, that's fine. I remember as a kid, Almond Joy was definitely not the most popular candy. Like, definitely, just no way was it the most popular candy. But somehow it has become exactly, Bridget. What do you think of, of Almond Joy, Bridget? Right? I mean, I don't hate them. That was not my not my favorite thing to get was the Almond Joy. Just not. Um, the more interesting one, and there's some other good ones. Texas Three Musketeers are like, oh, I get it, you know. And there's like some Kit Kats in the Northeast. The other ridiculous one here is the most popular candy in Arizona. And that would be Double Bubble. Double bubble bubble gum. And I genuinely can't figure out why that's the most popular candy. Again, nothing against double bubble bubble gum. If you're playing some baseball or something, get some chewing gum in your mouth, double Great. But that was one of the other candies as a kid. It was like, oh, put these aside when we run out of the other candy or we want to chew some gum. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, the almond joy is the one that, that that's just. I, I'm super confused about that. But then the double bubble is on another level, um, and all the all the rest kind of makes sense. They they really do. Kentucky loves sour patch kids. Um, it's it. Kentucky loves sour patch kids, which I love as well. Yeah, but I think this was a poll that was done of of people that are actually eating the candy. I know, and Pete <laughs> Let's see if people come to a kid. Double Bubble does have the best flavor for three seconds. It's like uh, Fruit Stripe. Fruit Stripe was, was like a party in your mouth for like two seconds, and then it was like, oh, God. <laughs> it was like, oh, God. Um, but as I was saying, Sour Patch Kids in Kentucky, I love me some Sour Patch Kids. I'm all about the Sour Patch Kids. I just don't understand why. The Almond Joy is the most popular in California. I mean, did I make a mistake by not getting any Almond Joys to hand out to kids? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, and this reminds me of a funny story. And I think it's extra funny that my mother is actually on the live feed right now. Uh, so Halloween, when I was pr- probably like eight or nine, you know, living in S- living in San Diego, California, uh, go out trick or treating, and we we used trick or treat just like crazy. I mean, I I learned as a kid. I mean, I had the little bucket as a young young kid. I learned pretty early on, like around seven eight years old. Uh, you take the pillowcase off your pillow, and that's what you trick-or-treat with because you're going to get the most candy in there. That little bucket, you're not getting a lot of candy fitting in that thing. You're just not. You're just not. Uh, so when I was a kid, 8 or 9 years old, I can't remember the exact year, we go out trick-or-treating, uh, come home, go to bed and whatever else. Next next morning, I get up. No one else in my house is awake. It's just, it's just, at that time, it was just my mother and, and my sister and I. No one, else is, no one else in the house was awake. It must have been a Saturday. I go down to watch Saturday morning cartoons, and I dump out my entire bag of candy in the living room there. And here's how I know that I have had OCD my entire life. I then proceeded to sort all the candy by candy type and then by candy brand. And the reason I bring up my mother in this is then as she's sleeping or doing something else, you know, I'm like nine-year-old watching Saturday morning cartoons, I go over to the kitchen. I grab a bunch of Ziploc bags. I decided that my candy needed to be organized by type and brand. And I proceed to put them in individual... I mean, not each candy in a bag, but those types of candy in those individual Ziploc bags. Well, a little while later, my mother wakes up or comes into the room or, you know, she probably wasn't asleep, it just wasn't in the room. I said, what are you doing? We're gonna- and I was excited. I said, Ma, look, I organized my candy. <laughs> she looks at me and she goes, I must use." 25 Ziploc bags? She goes, what are you doing? Ziploc bags cost money. You just wasted all the Ziploc bags because you had to organize your candy. I didn't see any problem with it. Looking back, I understand, yeah, that's probably a pretty big waste of of Ziploc bags because what eight, nine-year-old needs to organize their candy to the point where it's in individual Ziploc bags? But that's how I was. That's how I was, and that happened, and that's how I know I've had OCD my entire life because that's what I do. That's what I did, and that's what I do. I still do it. I still do it. My wife doesn't understand why I have to vacuum every other day. It's like, well, that's no, I have to do this. Mental illness. It's hilarious. It sucks, but sometimes it's freaking hilarious, right? It's hilarious. It's hilarious a lot of times. All we can do is laugh about it when you've got the mental illness. All you can do is laugh about it. Um,. All right, so let's look at a couple more stories here. This one I really like. This one I really like. So I reached out to number one wall fan, Darshan. I wanted her Halloween story. Um, And she couldn't really pull an exact memory that was, like, her favorite. Uh, But one thing she did tell me about was she used to go to her dad's record store, and, and she'd get ready there for Halloween. And so her mom would put on her costume and her makeup in the back of the record store, And then they would go out trick-or-treating. And to her, that's a great memory because she looks back and she really enjoys that She was able to spend that time with her family. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind about Halloween, too, is it's family time. You're creating memories, especially when you have kids. You know, here's Darshan many, many years later, looking back and, and, and really appreciating those times. You know, me personally, I'm looking to create those times with my daughter. I want her to really appreciate Halloween and remember those family times and everything else, you know? Um, so I really appreciate that, Darshan, and it's a good story to remember hanging out with family. And I and I do love that she was <laughs> like in the back of the record store, uh, getting dressed and getting makeup put on and everything else. You know, I've been there. My 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 parents owned a candy store uh, when I was a teenager, and I I wasn't actually get, I don't think I was ever getting dressed in the back of the house, of the candy store. But there's many times where where everything kind of started at the candy store, and then we were. Able to then go out to those other things, or we had a trick or treat event at the the candy store in the mall, and I'm standing out there handing out candy to all the kids and everything else. You know, being a teenager already myself, too cool for Halloween at that time, I'm sure, which we're going to talk about shortly. Uh, thanks to an article that Bridget pointed out to me. Um, all right, let, I want to talk about another story too, while we're on it, uh, and this one actually came from my wife, from my wife Diana, uh, and she was telling me, and this one, this one got me real good. Uh, she was telling me one year when when she was a kid probably like eight, nine years old, um, went out with her best friend dressed as a pair of dice. And, you know, dice like you roll. And they had homemade these costumes. So it was essentially a huge box around each of them that was then covered in white paper and then had the dots for the dice, you know. Um, So fine to walk in, you know, whatever else, but kind of a big thing to to handle as as you're running around. Uh, So what happened was they got to a house that had a bunch of stairs going up to the house. Bunch of stairs going up to the house. So she goes running up the stairs with uh, her friend's little brother or sister whatever it was. Running up the stairs and hits the doorbell and says, Trick or treat. And then looks back. And her friend tripped on the second to last stair. Now, she didn't get hurt. I don't want to laugh at kids getting hurt and tripping. But because she was wearing a giant box around her for her dice Halloween costume, her die Halloween costume, uh, it was keeping her feet and arms off the ground. So she was laying on the ground with her arms hanging out the front and her feet hanging out the back and just completely unable to move, almost like a turtle on its back, I guess you could say, but not really on her back. <laughs> and my wife told me she just started laughing uncontrollably, which I probably would have done the same, uh, but that's a good thing to keep in mind because you do want a Halloween costume that is manageable. I did this myself as a kid one year. Uh, again, we just had this endless supply of Halloween costumes. One year I went as 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 a uh, as an older lady um not an older what i did it was ah, how do i explain this you've seen these kind of costumes before um like uh like a person riding on a horse, and like your legs or the horse's legs or type thing. Uh, so what I had was was a baby riding on the back of an older woman, and you know, and it had a fake torso for the older woman, and then fake baby legs, and then essentially my legs were were the woman's legs, and and you know, my upper half was the actual baby. So it looked like I was a baby riding around on on this older woman, like you know, on a in a baby carrier backpack thing, uh, and it was a st- Huge hit at school, huge hit at school, uh, but then it came time to go trick-or-treating like that night, and I remember I went out with some friends, and, and my friend's mother actually took us out trick-or-treating, my, my, I think my mother stayed home, probably handing out candy or whatever, took us trick-or-treating, and so I had these these big blow-up, like this big blow-up torso on the front of me, and these big blow-up legs on the back of me. Well, we got about halfway through trick-or-treating, and I'm running around, and after a while, I am going to talk about that one too, Ma, uh, after a while, um, it just it just got too much and i'm running i'm like hitting kids as i'm running so like halfway through trick-or-treating we we ran back to my house uh and i grabbed my flag football jersey i was in middle school flag football jersey uh and a gorilla costume i think that must have been the gorilla costume probably i don't know I we had a, I had a gorilla costume this is the ridiculousness of having an endless supply of halloween costumes uh was i think i threw on the, the gorilla costume and then a little easier to manage with the jersey over it and i went and trick-or-treated that way uh, so keep that in mind as you're looking for your halloween costumes Uh, which I'm going to go straight into this next story actually from my wife that involves my good friend Yeti that I've talked about on the podcast as well. Uh, So this is when they were adults, they were roommates uh, years ago uh, and, and had a carport, like a carport. Now, if you live in certain areas of LA or if you're back East and you live in like New York or areas where it's hard to park, you know the value of a carport. And this carport was my wife's carport at the time, like they made a deal. That was where she got to park. Well, Yeti, ...started making this ridiculous costume, which was actually him riding on a giant turtle, like a turtle the size of a car. I'm exaggerating the size of a car, but he took up the entire carport to make this costume for, like, two months. So my wife, Diana, was pissed that he's taken up her parking spot for two months. Well, then it comes to Halloween night, and that year it happened to rain on Halloween night. And this costume was made out of a bunch of PVC and, like, paper, paper mache, or whatever. So yet he takes his costume out. He's riding on this turtle, and it looks awesome. Within a few minutes of taking the costume out, one of the PVC pipes snaps and just goes boing, like out, hitting people all over the place. Two months of work, taking up a parking spot, and because of the rain, boom, PVC pipe flying all over the place. My mother's on the live feed pointing out the time that I was actually a terrorist for Halloween, and I was a domestic terrorist for Halloween. And if you're not familiar with the name Ted Kaczynski, look it up. The principal in my school was not real happy about that one that year, I will tell you right now, but I did go as Ted Kaczynski, basically as his, uh, what do you call it? What do what do they, what do they, what do they I'm having a brain fart here. What do they call it? Uh, mug shot, mug shot, the way he looked in his mug shot. Yeah. I had no shame. No shame. No shame. Couldn't get away with that these days. You could probably get away with Ted Kaczynski costume these days, but it's funny because you say like, I went as a tear. Oh, oh my. Oh, Okay. All right. Uh, What do we got here? uh, We're all over the place. I think that means we need to have a little more beer. Okay. Well, the hair was like him. I had really long, not long, long, but really thick, wild hair as a kid. Uh, So that was part of the motivation for being Ted Kaczynski at the time because I uh, had the hair to just tease out ridiculously high. This Halloween special is supposed to be half an hour. We're way over that right now. All right. Uh, I do want to talk about this one, and this is one that I found uh, from Gizmodo. And this would be uh, some mind-boggling Halloween costumes. Now, I talked about it a little bit at the, uh, at the... It was the artist sketch. No, no, it wasn't the artist sketch. It was the the, uh, ah, the mugshot. Um, so I'm looking at this, and this is some of the most mind-blowing, mind-boggling sexy costumes uh, of Halloween 2017. This is from this year. And the reason I bring this up It's not because I'm like, ooh, check out these sexy costumes. This is twofold. It's because of what they're turning into sexy costumes, but then also what they're calling them. So if you're interested, women, men too, I mean men too, but I mean these are women's costumes. Men if you want, I mean do your thing, men wear them. Uh, But if you're into it, you can actually go as a sexy Yoshi. If you're not familiar with Yoshi, he was a character. He's a Nintendo character. He was in like Super Mario World or something back in the 90s. You can also go as a sexy Pac-Man ghost, because mm-hmm. I look at Pac-Man ghosts and I think, oh, that's sexy. My favorite of this little section that I was looking, out, looking at is a costume called Catch Me Mousy. Catch Me Mousy. Anyone on the live feed have an idea of what that might be? Catch Me Mousy. That would be the sexy Pikachu costume. That's right, because they don't have the licensing to use the word Pikachu. They've called it the Catch Me Mousy costume, and if you're looking at the costume, maybe I'll, po- I'll probably post this one on the, on the Facebook page because it's hilarious. Uh, you will see that it is clearly a Pikachu head, uh, and then the rest of it is just like fishnets and stereotypical sexy stuff. Uh, another interesting one for me is because they couldn't get the licensing rights, of course, would be the Dancing Sewer Clown. The Dancing Sewer Clown, wall fans. So if you're interested in being a Dancing Sewer Clown, and like I said, I'm looking at mind-boggling sexy costumes, this would be a sexy Pennywise costume. I'm not even sure what the hell's going on there. We're just going to go ahead and scroll past that. The other one I (laughs) want to bring is the yellow floral embroidered sexy bell. Oh my gosh, and the other one is the Ruthless Galactic Warrior. Ruth, Chris, are you still on? Ruthless Galactic... Oh, Mario just joined. Ruthless Galactic Warrior sexy costume. That would be the sexy Darth Vader costume because we all needed a sexy Darth Vader costume. And then, of course, because they don't have the actual licensing rights, they have the sexy slave princess, which is Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi. But they can't use it because Disney gonna suit the pants off them. You see, it's pretty hilarious. You should see when Mix, when Mickey walks into the courtroom. Ha ha! Ha ha! Infringement! Ha ha! He doesn't actually walk in the courtroom. I will tell you, there are some, they have some sexy, stereotypical male costumes. One of them is Mr. Pilot. And you guessed it. It is a pilot in a thong. I don't need to see that walking down my street. Man or woman. I don't need to see that walking down my street. Maybe if we're at the burn. I'm used to seeing it at the burn. Uh, So those are some awesome costumes that you can get and the ridiculousness that is naming those costumes because they don't have the licensing rights. Which is funny, and there's actually a show, uh, Fresh Off the Boat, if any of you out there watch it, it, it's an okay show. I I enjoy it, it's an okay show, Um, but they did have a funny Halloween episode where they were all dressing as uh, Seinfeld characters, and they really played off the having licensing rights. So it was like, annoying mailman neighbor, funny bald neighbor. It's like, okay guys, but that's what you get. (laughs) Oh... Chris, I have a feeling you're gonna have to dress like the sexy pilot uh, because he's cleared for landing according to your wife. <laughs> Watch out for the sexy pilot. I mean, uh, I mean, I'll, if I was into some like interesting foreplay and I was in, you know, that'd probably be great for the bedroom. I, I don't need to see that walking down the street. Like, you like, okay, you know, I don't need to see that walking down the street man or what. Like, no, no, just, nah, 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 okay, all right. Uh, I do want to talk about another fun story. This one actually involves my mother and father. As I said, we had just this ridiculous stock of Halloween costumes. Uh, To the point that same gorilla costume that I mentioned, I threw it on one year, I think, to wear to school. um, And I think I gave our dog a heart attack. Uh, The dog did not recognize me and basically ran around the entire house barking until he realized that it was me wearing a gorilla costume. Uh, But... We had this endless supply of costumes in the garage all the time. We just go and pick what we needed. Well, some years ago, this is after I, I was this is, I was an adult at the time. Uh, my, mo- my mother and father needed some Halloween costumes for a Halloween party. And they had a priest and nun costume that they just had in the garage with all these costumes left over from, from National Team Productions. Well, so they were like, oh, we'll go as a priest and nun. Well, yes, that's not creative enough. So what they did was my mother decided to go as a pregnant nun and my father as a priest, which is funny. It's extra funny, um, especially because my parents are Catholic. I grew up Catholic. Extra funny. Like, let's call it spades, spade. extra funny. Uh, the kicker of all of it is that they are friends with the owner of a mortuary in San Diego who at that time had a reality show, I believe on A&E, maybe AMC, called Family Plots, So not only did my mother and father go to a Halloween party dressed as a priest and a pregnant nun, but they were featured on cable television dressed as a priest and a pregnant nun. And you wonder why I have no shame. Maybe it's hereditary. Might be hereditary. Just a little bit. Just a little bit hereditary. But that's a funny one to me. Uh, and another good one that actually Bridget brought up, but it is a big one to me. Thank you, my Ma- it's uh, A&E. Family Plots was on A&E. If you're interested in checking that out, uh, it was an interesting show. This was the early days of uh, reality television. Uh, you know, I mean, Real World was, had long been around, but this is pre like uh, the Kardashian idiots and whatever other the the real idiots of Orange County, like those people that we all give money to, um, you know there was there was a lot this was pre all that stuff kind of at the beginning of this this revolution of reality shows um but the other one bridget actually brought up to me which is a big one for me and i talked about at the top of the show uh and that would be the charlie brown special uh, uh for great pumpkin my daughter is not even a year old she's not allowed to watch television i might let her watch that one this year definitely next year uh but I might let her watch that one because Great Pumpkin, the Charlie Brown, the Peanuts Halloween special, Great Pumpkin. One of my absolute favorites. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. If you have kids uh, and you've seen it but they haven't, show them the special because it's on another level of fantastic. Um, and you can't go wrong with Peanuts. You really just can't. Even with the religious undertones, if you're not into like religion and everything else, because this, it does have a slight religious undertone. Um It's still well, well, well worth it. Check out all the Peanuts. I love Great Pumpkin, and I love uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, two of my absolute favorite animated specials of all time. All right. And just for fun, just for fun, I actually found a collection of the top 10 trending Halloween costumes of 2017. Now, these are all the kids' costumes. These aren't the, the... The stereotypical slutty, like we're going to just, we're going to find an excuse for for a man or woman to walk around in a Speedo or, you know, a a bikini or whatever it might be or a thong or whatever. Now, these are the fun kid costumes. Uh, ABC, uh, one of the ABC affiliates actually compiled this based on Google. So they did some Google. This is probably all based on Google Analytics and, and what was being searched and everything with Google. Uh, but not surprisingly, the number one most popular Halloween costume, mo- most trending Halloween costume for 2017 is a little superhero named Wonder Woman. That's right. Wonder Woman. And I love it because I love a strong female superhero role model. Uh, I I... I don't want to say I love Wonder, my wife loves Wonder Woman, many of my friends love Wonder Woman, I don't dislike, I just, like, I was, I was never a huge DC fan, I like Flash, I was more of an X-Men guy as a kid, um, same thing with the next one, Harley Quinn is a super popular uh, Halloween costume this year for kids, uh, which makes sense, I mean, the great director Kevin Smith literally named his daughter Harley Quinn, after Harley Quinn from the Batman series, uh, number three is, is a clown, uh, clown or slash it? I think we're going to see a lot of clowns this year uh, because of It and Pennywise. I'm sorry, Bridget. They're probably going to be coming to your house. Like, I I think we need to just put together some clown repellent for Bridget for when all these It clowns are coming to her house. Uh, and then surprisingly, number four is Unicorn, which always makes me think of Sparkle Ponies. Yeah, I... Oh, and see, here's the thing. My mother's jumping on the left. She... Wonder Woman. I have a soft spot for Wonder Woman. Uh, my mother has a uh, has a picture um, of herself with Linda Carter while she's pregnant with me. I've seen the picture. I'll have to get it scanned. You know, it's it's essentially a picture of me and Linda Carter. I just I'm just not out of the out of the womb yet. Um, but number four, unicorns, which always makes me think of Sparkle Ponies. Number five, rabbit. I have a feeling that they were really tracking some burners on this one because we got unicorn and rabbit which will make my good friend uh, Juliet very happy makes myself very happy because of the billion Bunny March and Yeti I don't see any carrots on this list so you know maybe get with it and cross over to the right side here uh, which which is a timeless classic Mouse pirate zombie is a timeless classic and dinosaur is actually in the top 10 most popular and I think the reason for this dinosaur being in the top 10 most popular um, is those big blow up T-rexes. <laughs> Like, I kind of want one myself. I wouldn't mind running around the neighborhood in a blow-up T-Rex myself. Um, So there's some of the most popular costumes coming out this year, Uh, top 10 costumes from Google, uh, according to ABC News. One more thing I want to talk about, uh, and this is actually, was brought to my attention by Bridget. This is why she's our on-air producer, because she keeps me in line. She keeps me motivated to even get into this goddamn studio. And then she gives me this interesting content for the podcast. Uh, And that would be an interesting article on Scary Mommy. I find a lot of interesting stuff on here. It's a parenting website. My wife's always sending me stuff on here. Um, And it's talking about kids and trick-or-treating. And this particular, the author of this particular article is talking about her son, uh, who was like 13 at the time, didn't want to do Halloween, last minute decided to do Halloween, and then just ended up absolutely loving it. Uh, But the point of this article is you always see, you know, you always hear the story of like, oh, you're 15. Why are you trick-or-treating? You know, you're 14. Why are you so big to be trick-or-treating? And to an extent, I get it. I've seen that where it's just you know you have the kids knocking on your door at 10 o'clock at night who were just they were egging your neighbor's house and they're like can we have some candy like okay no we're not talking about that we're talking about the kids that are actually like dressing up and want to just just hold on to that childhood portion of Halloween and the point of this article was to really respect it and I think we really need to respect it because as I said earlier in the show You go from this trick-or-treating, dressing up, going to school, and having fun with your friends. You know, maybe you hit the stage of egging houses and stuff, which you should never do. Egg yolks, uh, strip paint. You know, it's one thing. Like toilet paper on your friend's house, and it's a ha-ha-ha. Okay, that's funny. You know, whatever else. Um, but don't don't do those pranks and stuff. But you end up going from this this period where you're a kid and enjoying Halloween and and, and really just, you know, just joy in your eyes and, and wonderment and everything else. Um, and, you know, and then you kind of stop and then you go into this like I'm drinking and it, the, all the point of Halloween is drinking and hooking up with the opposite sex or the same sex, depending, you know, whatever your preference is. So I think it's OK for these teenagers and these kids to really hold on to their youth a little bit, especially when it comes to Halloween. You know, if they're putting in the time, throwing a Halloween costume, being creative with it, and they come to your house, you know, give them some candy. Tell them how great their costume is. Don't look at them with a side eye and say, oh, you're a little old for that. I don't care if it's a 25-year-old. If they put in the effort and they're coming to your house trick-or-treating, throw them some candy. What is it, five cents? You know, it's five cents out of your pocket, if that. I bought candy the other day. It was like it was like 250 for a big bag of candy, you know. It's not, we're not talking craziness, but keep that in mind. That they're most likely trying to hold off, you know, hold on to that childhood, hold on to that innocence. And the other option is, like I said, they're egging your house, you know, they're getting into trouble, or they're at some party getting drunk and getting alcohol poisoning. You know, think about that. Just think about that, ball fans. I found that interesting when it came up, and thank you, Bridget, uh, for bringing that to my attention as well. Um, on that note, I will tell you all. My favorite costume as an adult was a really simple costume. This was actually the last Halloween uh, before I met my wife. And it was a really simple costume. I was going to this party, and like I said, I was very jaded years ago about Halloween. Didn't really wear many costumes or anything else. So I go to one of those stupid spirit stores looking around. I don't know. I don't know. And they have this old-timey bartender costume. And it's essentially like a striped vest and a little mustache to put on and one of those white aprons. But it's an old-timey bartender costume, like from the Wild West. So it actually had a holster belt. Think about that, a holster belt. Not for guns, because this was a bartender costume. For beers. And the reason this was my favorite Halloween costume as an adult is I was going to that bar that evening, and I would order two to three beers at a time. Because I had two little holsters to put my beers in, and then I could hold a beer. And it was fantastic. It was beer holders. Beer holders. Uh, so if you're a beer drinker and you're going to some party and you're just looking for something to hold your beers, look for the old-timey bartender costume. Super easy to wear. Didn't have to do much. Threw a mustache on. Able to carry beers the entire night. I think I handed out a cup, you know. Ah, you dude, need, you need a beer? Here you go. Got one in my holster. They got to drink beer quick because the holsters weren't insulated or iced or anything. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, maybe they Maybe they could have been insulated. Hmm, now I'm having some ideas. I have a daughter now, so it's going to be years before I use that one. But now I'm having some ideas. Uh, I ho, sh- oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho, ho. Bridget, my on-air producer, knows me all too well. Because what does she say to that? You should wear that all the time. I should wear that all the time. Will you also tell Di that I should wear that all the time? i got to find that belt. i got to have it. Some. It's got to be around here somewhere. And it was just a cheap belt. But, man, beer holsters. And you remember the old beer helmets where you had, like, a beer on each side and straws? Like, so much classier than a beer helmet, right? I mean, am I right? That's so much classier than a beer helmet. So much classier. And I see all these hipsters walking around uh, Highland Park with the, the shoulder holsters anyway. I saw some dude walking out of Highland Park Cafe today, and he had full... It, it was, like, 95 degrees, and he had these leather shoulder holsters, and they're, they're, like, wallets on each side, and he's, like, throwing his phone in one side, and he's, like, pulling money out of the other. And I'm like, dude, it's so hot outside. We're like, do you really need to wear these leather, like holsters on your shoulder I mean do you like I don't like to complain about style unless you're wearing thong jeans like we talked about last week because that's unacceptable there's never an ex there like that is never acceptable it's just never acceptable um but I, I just I don't get I yeah I can't can't get behind that but I would like to have the beer holster at all times especially when I'm having like barbecues at the house and all that other good stuff um so that is just about it for this week I'm trying to look at some more stories here I don't think No. No. nope we just didn't have any more stories. I'm looking at this too. and Oh, that is one more thing I want to talk about because I saw this article pop up today and I see this article pop up quite a bit because we at Go Tell to the Wall are big proponents of medical marijuana. We've talked about that many times. Big proponents of medical marijuana. And there's all these articles and I think this is something to keep in mind. These articles should come out, but I want to debunk it. So these articles have been coming out the past couple of years because there's there's these marijuana candies that you can get at collectives, you know, and they're they're edible candies. Um, And they've gotten to the point where they're making things like gummy bears and stuff, and these are marijuana gummy bears. And so all these articles come out the past few years, and they come out and they say, watch out what candy your kids are getting. People are handing out these weed candies, these marijuana candies at Halloween. We should all be cautious. I remember my mother checking all my candy as a kid. Here's the thing. Do you remember as a kid... When you found that house that was giving away full-size candy bars, full you were like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. That house is giving away full-size. And there's always, like, one or two houses, and that's it, that's giving away full-size candy bars. You know, so I was saying, we're talking, like, five cents for a fun-size candy bar. Those full-size candy bars, so we're talking, like, maybe a buck. Yeah, those marijuana candies that you see these articles, those are, like, 15, 20 bucks each. Do you really think that people are like, oh, just... It, Throwing $15, $20 at your kids? No, they're not. No, they're not. Now, like I said, we should be diligent. There is, maybe is some sicko out there that is passing out these candies thinking it's hilarious. But there's not a bunch of people handing out a bunch of, like, $20 bills to every kid coming to the freaking door. Remember how hard it was to get full-size candy bars. If people aren't giving out full-size candy bars, you think they're giving away something that's, like, 15 times more expensive? Not on the regular. Not on the regular. Uh, But on that note, check your kids' candy all the time. I know Chris and Bridget, I'm sure, check their kids' candy. Uh, Fortunately, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, my my daughter can't actually eat candy yet. We're going to go trick-or-treating, and I'll probably get to eat all of her candy. I have a big sweet tooth. It's ridiculous. Uh, But don't be overly cautious. Don't spread propaganda like that. Just check your own candy. We don't need a bunch of articles telling us. We all know that we live in a world where, where medical marijuana is a thing, and edibles are a thing, you know? But... If on that note as well, if, uh, if <laughs> you check his eat on that note as well, if any Wall fans out there, listeners out there, do find a house that's giving away marijuana candies, uh, please feel free to share that with the group on the Facebook because I'm sure many Wall fans would also like to know where the heck that house is. <laughs> I'm just kidding, um, but I just I find it funny because they're all checked. Nobody's handing out $20 bills. And guess what, Wall fans? We have doubled the time that we're looking to do for this podcast episode. So we're going to wrap it up here. Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. Halloween special 2017. Thank you all for joining. I know we are a little off the rails. We're just having fun. This is a Halloween special. We're going to come back with it next year. We will be back next week with episode 35, most likely with on-air producer Bridget. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get some feedback from number one fan wall fan Darshan and Kevin, who is always on top of giving me feedback on everything. So, wall fans, have an extremely happy, happy, happy Halloween. Stay safe out there. always, always, Do it with passion and no matter what you do, no matter who you meet, no matter where you go, no matter why you do it, always, always, always use common sense.